Hey, it's good to see you today. My name is Philip Thomas, pastor of Journey here in Elgin, Texas. Hope you had a good weekend. Uh, this is our Tuesday edition of our Journey Through Scripture, and we are making a, a big jump today. We are moving from the Old Testament to New Testament. So today we're going to be looking at uh, the first part of John chapter 1, and then Matthew 1 and 2, and Luke 1 and 2. Um, so I encourage you to, to read those. Um, we just missed Christmas, but uh, this is uh, we're, we're pretty close. Uh, so we'll, we'll count it as good planning. And this is a, a, a very interesting as we talk about kind of what happened um, at the end of where we were uh, talking about in Daniel, uh, the prophecies, things like that. Uh, they're talking about this time of 400 years of silence, you know, that um, the, the people are uh, under the control. Uh, they were under control during that time of Alexander, um, of the Greeks. Um, and then when Alexander died, you had the Syrians and Egyptians, the Seleucids and the Ptolemies. Um, they kind of each had control at different times of Jerusalem. There was lots of conflict there. Um, eventually, Rome uh, kind of be begins to exert uh, her force in the area. Um, you, you also have, it was uh, in the uh, 140s, uh, one. 160s BC, you have the revolts of the Maccabees. Um, this is uh, gives the uh, Jerusalem a semi-independence for a little while, uh, for about a hundred years. Um, they uh, still there was uh, there was lots going on and lots of, of challenges, uh, but they did find a level of independence. Um, and uh, then you have uh, Rome eventually comes in. Um, during in 63 BC, um, and that is when King Herod is installed. Uh, basically, or uh, a little bit after that, but King Herod is installed by Rome. So now Rome is ruling over Israel. Uh, King Herod is um, kind of Jewish, but most of the Jews don't like him because he's not fully Jewish. They have issues there. Um, it goes back to the, the exile. Um, they did not like King Herod. And then King Herod is, is actually about three different people, right? There's King Herod and then his two sons uh, that are all referred to as King Herod. Uh, so the King Herod that's at Jesus' birth is not the same King Herod at Jesus' death, but it is the same family. It's the same line. Um, but all of them very brutal, um, not, not good kings in any way. And, and again, they it says they were king, but they really weren't. They were under Caesar. This would have been Caesar Augustus at this time. Um, and so you, you have a lot of political stuff going on. Um, there's the tension between the Sadducees and the Pharisees within the religious uh, priesthood. Um, so that is the, the place where Jesus is born, the, of what's going on uh, with Jesus' birth. Um, it's a very tumultuous time and tensions are rising. Um, Rome just wants to keep everything calm, um, but there are those who are wanting to, to get rid of Roman rule, right? The, the people wanted uh, to be uh, their own country again, and that would impact their understanding of the Messiah, and, and Jesus would be misunderstood and as, as when he proclaims to be the Messiah. Um, so that leads us to the Gospels. Uh, we'll look at John, Matthew, and Luke today. Um, all the Gospels, um, they are not biographies. 
Um, they are theological um, um, pieces of, of literature that tell us a whole lot about Jesus' life, but they're really there for a purpose to tell us about, uh, about his message uh, more than just a biography of his life. Um, they are, are certainly um, trying to uh, convince us and to convince their audience when they were initially writ, uh, written and to assure them that Jesus is the Messiah. Um, that that he is who he said he was. And so as we start off, we'll start off looking at uh, John uh, chapter 1, um, uh, all the way through verse 18. And uh, and I love, John is, is definitely a different, um, while the other gospels, they're called the synoptic gospels. Um, John kind of is, is more wordy. He uh, tells longer narratives. Um, where the the other gospels kind of give short snippets of Jesus's teachings, um, so John is, is a little bit different. But his goal is for you to believe, to believe in who Jesus is. John three sixteen, right? Um, it's the that is his goal is to have you believe in who Jesus is and the the um, that he is the Messiah um, and that salvation comes through him. So you, you look at John chapter one. I love John chapter one. Um, it talks about in the beginning was the word and the word was with God. So uh, immediately he's saying this, this man, Jesus, he is, uh, he is God. He was with God at the beginning. They are one in the same, um, right? It, and it says in him was life. That life was the light of men and the light shines in the darkness. The darkness cannot overcome it or cannot comprehend it. And so here, uh, Jesus is bringing a new light into the world um, uh, that pushes back the darkness. Um, Continues that uh, Jesus is the true light, that this man came from a a witness to bear witness of the light that all through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness to that light. Talking about John uh, John the Baptist. That was the true light, which gives light to every man coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own did not receive him. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in his name. Again, this emphasis of those who believe, um, those who believe in who Jesus is. John the Baptist was proclaiming, he was paving that way. Um, then you have in verse 14, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us, right? This is, this, this, honestly, this is the biggest contention uh, between Judaism uh, today and Christianity is, was Jesus the Messiah? And um, the most Jews would say that there is no way that God could, could have flesh, right? That, that he is separate from that. And that that he would not in he would not literally become one of us. Right? There's a lot of theological differences there and conversations that you could have. But what John is saying is that the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Right. So again, John's birth narrative, if you will, is a theological one of who is this Jesus. Why should we believe in him um, and connecting him as the Messiah, son of God, who was with God from the beginning, 
that this is God in the flesh, um, that God was doing something unique. He wasn't just calling a prophet. He was actually entering in to the world. Then you go into to Luke. Uh, Luke kind of has a, a start. He's, uh, he's writing, it's kind of either a pseudonym, he's writing to Theophilus. Um, the, that name, Theophilus, means lover of God, so it may not have been a individual. It may have been a group of people. It may have been kind of, we're grouped into that. But uh, Luke is, is writing to assure him uh, of the things that he has heard and that they are correct. Um, uh, verse three, it seemed good to, uh, to me also having had perfect understanding of all things from very first to write to you an orderly account, most, most excellent Theophilus, that you may know the certainty of those things in which you were instructed. So this is a person who's heard this, but Luke is giving a, a more instructive um, view and understanding of who Jesus is and what, uh, what he stands for. The rest of Luke chapter 1, um, you, you're probably familiar with. It starts off um, the birth announcement to Zacharias. Zacharias is a uh, small um, priest right, from uh, surrounding areas, but it's his opportunity to go into the Holy of Holies and offer sacrifices. And it's at that time uh, that an angel of the Lord tells him that he and his wife are going to bear a son. Very similarly to what we saw with Abraham and Isaac, um, they are older and he kind of doubts that. And so he is not able to speak um, until uh, uh, John is born. And so you, you, you have that going on. And then the, um, the angel comes to Mary um, and <laughs> says, Mary, you're going to have a child. Um, Mary was pledged, which that is um, basically the same thing as being married. If you wanted to break that pledge, you would have to file for divorce. And that's Joseph. That was what he was thinking about doing. Right. Um, because, you know, once you were pledged to be married, um, it was it was as if you were married. And uh, so this was a very difficult announcement. Uh, but God uh, chooses um, to call Mary and Joseph um, to, to deliver uh, this wonderful child. And um, he definitely needed to reassure them through an angel of the Lord. That is n no doubt. So I, I, again, I encourage you to, to read through that. Then we see Mary visiting Elizabeth. Elizabeth is Zachariah's um, uh, wife. Um, they are cousins or G uh, John the Baptist, uh, who Zachariah and Elizabeth will, will have um, as a cousin to, to Jesus. Um, read through. You can see the song of, of Mary. Uh, you have the birth of John the Baptist, and uh, they, they're questioning, the people are questioning what his name should be, and when Zacharias writes down his name should be John, uh, he is, his voice returns to him, uh, and then he has a wonderful prophecy um, in 67 through 80, uh, it says, uh, verse 74, to grant us uh, that we, being delivered from the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear and holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. Uh, verse 79 is to give light to those who sit in darkness in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the way of peace. Now, that John the Baptist is going to be sharing that message that the Messiah is coming. Um, and so then we, we know that uh, John the Baptist grew and became strong, that he kind of lived out in the deserts. Um, and we'll, we'll see more of him 
later. Um, Matthew chapter 1 starts differently, starts straight off with a genealogy. Matthew is definitely connecting more um, Jesus' connection with the Old Testament, excuse me, and how how he is a fulfillment of the prophecies of the Old Testament. We see a lot of that in Matthew. Uh, Matthew was clearly, the audience was a very Jewish audience. He is is convincing them uh, that Jesus is the Messiah. Um, So you have uh, this list of of, uh, genealogy. It's interesting. They put in all of the random characters that you may not uh, want to be in your genealogy, right? The, the, maybe the, the family tries to kind of not talk about that, uh, you know, uh, person. Oh, great granddad, uh, John, and what he did. We don't really talk about that. Um, well, this is gene- Jesus' genealogy, and it has all kinds of people um, in it uh, that did some really bad things. Um, but, but yet God uh, used them, and they were part of that historical line. Um, it's interesting. There were also four women um, that are uh, specifically uh, mentioned, which is very rare. A genealogy back in that day was nearly always just a list of men. Um, but these were four women that were not Jewish. You have Tamar, Rahab, Ruth, and Uriah's wife. Um, they are all mentioned in there, which is kind of pointing to the fact that Jesus isn't coming just to save the Jewish people. Right? He is coming for uh, to save the world, that that everyone uh, will be extended uh, his his grace, and then you get into the the virgin birth uh, in Matthew chapter one verses eighteen through twenty five. Um, you have uh, uh, the angel coming to to Joseph, um, saying it's okay. Your your uh, soon to be wife was not unfaithful to you. Um, we see in verse 23 of Matthew chapter one it says, behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. All right. So, so Joseph does what is right. He, he, he seemed to be wanting to do the best thing in a bad situation anyway. Um, and then whenever he gets the reassurance from the vision, um, he, uh, takes Mary as his wife. Uh, Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 20 is the very traditional um, uh, Christmas story. That is, uh, you can uh, watch the Charlie Brown's Christmas, and it is uh, Linus reads um, uh, 1 through 20 in in the Gospel of Luke. Um, So you have the shepherds, you have all these uh, characters in this wonderful story, um, and none of them make a lot of sense. They are definitely not the characters that would be chosen um, to uh, for the king of the world <laughs> to uh, to be born to. They are peasants. They are do not have influence. They do not have power. Um, but yet, God is going to do something amazing through them. Um, Luke twenty one through thirty eight talks about how they take uh, Jesus uh, on the eighth day to the temple. Uh, to be circumcised. Um, you have Simeon, who God has promised that he would see uh, the the Messiah before he dies. I always wonder if Simeon, whenever he saw Jesus um, and was in awe and worshiped him, um, you know, a, a few hours later re- realized, oh, if I've just seen the Messiah, that means I must be close to the end. <laughs> but uh, you have 
their encounter with Simeon. Then you have an encounter with Anna, the prophetess, um, who uh, God uh, allowed to, to be there and, and honored um, this, this child. And can you imagine how um, reinforcing that would be to both Mary and Joseph? Not only have they had the shepherds come, um, but when they go to the temple, um, this child that they are bringing, who no one knows about, um, is uh, recognized um, by complete strangers. Um, it's obvious God was at work there. Matthew chapter 2 talks about the wise men um, coming in. Uh, again, this is probably about a year down the road or so. Um, the wise men come. Uh, they, they go to Herod, and Herod kind of wants them to tell Tell him where this child is because he is threatened. Um, and they uh, uh, do not report back to Herod, um, but they it actually um, kind of alerts everything. Uh, Joseph and Mary now know that there's a problem and they're warned in a vision they need to flee to Egypt. Um, you have Herod um, that um, put to death many of the children there in Jer- Jerusalem. Um, because he again was threatened by, um, you know, threatened uh, his power was threatened. He didn't. He, whenever you hear that the king of, Jew, of the Jews is being born, um, he he didn't like that, and and so he did have some people killed. There's lots of debate on all of that, um, but Herod was a horrible person. Um, we have numerous documented things about some of the horrific things that he did. So this is not out of character for him. So just we'll go ahead and and get finished with uh, both these chapters. Um, The Gospels don't spend a lot of time um, developing Jesus's life uh, up until he uh, begins his ministry. So it's very short. Um, We and Matthew, the end of uh, Matthew, um, it said uh, that once Herod died, so that's the first King Herod, um, they returned and went to Nazareth. Um, so they, they leave Egypt, they come back to Nazareth. Um, uh, Luke has a one story about Jesus um, in verse 41 through 52 um, about how they go to Jerusalem uh, for one of the festivals uh, for Passover and uh, they, they start leaving, heading back to Nazareth. Jesus isn't there. Uh, they go back and they find him in the temple um, where he is learning and he is teaching and he is, uh, you know, doing some pretty amazing things for a 12 year old. Um, and he, uh, he says, uh, in verse 49, why did you seek me? Did you not know that I must be about my father's business? But they did not understand that statement when he spoke to them. And then we, the conclusion of chapter two is then he went down with them and came to Nazareth was subject to them, but his mother kept all these things in her heart just like we saw when she was in the manger scene, right? That she pondered all of these things in her heart. And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. So that introduces us to the most transformative character in all of scripture and in all of human history. Um, And now we will begin looking at Jesus's life and his ministry uh, through the, the four gospel messages and we'll be combining them. Um, So for uh, Thursday, let's read Matthew chapter 3, Mark chapter 1, Luke chapter 3, 
and the rest of John chapter one. Um, let's let's see. So yeah, all of Luke chapter three, Matthew chapter three, all of Mark chapter one, and all of John chapter one. So so basically, we'll we'll go another chapter three in Matthew, three in Luke, um, all of John chapter one, and all of Mark chapter one. All right, we will see you on Thursday.